2: It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. Good morning. Good morning, Pete. We're doing ASMR for you this morning, Pete, so we don't wake you up. We're having our coffee.
1: (laughs) And a fine Saturday morning to you. (laughs) There's no way we can keep up with this. No, we can't. so funny. We were joking before we started the show that we were going to do an ASMR uh, <laughs> Saturday Monday, but I, I think we'll <laughs> just leave we, it there. We can't, it. Like, <laughs> we can't do it. We can't do it. We're just, too noisy.
2: We're too noisy. And Pete's however many miles away. We just didn't want to wake him up because we're Cause we're really early. Dress. Yeah, he can because the sun's not even up here yet. So I know yeah. if it's
1: dark here, he's like it's like midnight dark up where he is. That's so. right. Well, he's at that point of the year where the sun doesn't come up for three months,
2: and he's under blank because it's what like it's been the 70s. We haven't been dealing with polar vortex or anything. I don't know what he's got going on up there. He's he's yeah, I don't know. he's in like yeah, it's like natural disaster. I don't, well, I don't think they've gotten that much. I don't think Snow they're quite eyes. in the no. yeah,
1: they're not in the in the in No, they have the, uh, got the, the vortex me- of the vortex. No, they
2: they don't have that. They've got the measles outbreak, but that's that's Washington, so it's not <laughs> He's just near that. So they're, they're on
1: the fringes of all of these different things. So, so yes.
2: <laughs> so So I just imagine they're like living in, it's like if there was a sci-fi movie you know, set up there that they're like sort of like hunkered down in the bunker. It's I guess like a quiet place. You know, they're up there. They're just on the outside, trying not to draw attention to themselves and just sort of surviving out in the you know wilderness there. In the right, hunger, right, yeah. they've got the Hunger Games camp going. They'll,
1: they'll be fine. They'll survive <laughs> yeah, they, the they, outbreak. You know, yeah, they will survive. They'll see it through. <laughs> they'll know how to move very quietly through the wilderness. Very quietly. <laughs> It's uh it is good stuff. Well, we are here uh to chat for our Saturday matinee.
2: Yeah, so we we what do we start with? We start with news and stuff and right? Or what have we been we watching? Start, yeah, oh, cuz today don't. oh, so it's February 2nd. It's groundhog mm. day. Mm.
1: It's groundhog like, day. That's
2: right family tradition out here is we watch the Bill Murray Groundhog Day movie if everybody's around, but as the kids have gotten older, they've gotten busier, so I think we... I don't know if we got, got it in last year or not, because it was like a weekday. It's been tough, but I do have Bill Murray news. Mm. Uh, on Netflix, I caught this documentary called The Bill Murray Stories, Life Lessons Learned from a Mythical Man. Okay. Which is a, it's a... It's a decent documentary, but it is about those sort of mysterious events where bill murray will just randomly show up uh and interact with ordinary people like the he showed up uh, at a kickball game in new york and the there's you know sightings uh, somebody's at a bar and just bill murray shows up and starts tending bar uh so this tommy aval avaloni decides he wants to find out if these stories are true so he travels around the country interviewing people uh, about these events when bill murray showed up there's one uh in Austin, where, you know, I think it was like South by Southwest was going on and the guys were having this party in their place and they knew some people that knew this band that was playing and the band shows up to have a you know, to play at this house party, and Bill Murray's with the band, and then Bill Murray's playing with the band, and then the police show up and say, Hey, you guys are too loud, they can hear you like six blocks away. And the guy's like, I I can't because Bill Murray's here playing with the band. I'm not gonna tell <laughs> Bill Murray to stop playing and the police are like yeah, whatever, and walk in and then look and go, oh, that's Bill Murray. <laughs> but it's it's really uh, interesting about you know why he does these things. Sort of explain what what why does Bill Murray just show up and do these you know seemingly odd and unusual things? And so do they talk to Bill Murray or they do not get so to talk it's all to speculative. Bill Murray? Well, they do. Interview a guy who's like a uh, journalist with Rolling Stone, and I think he had talked with Bill uh, because Bill Murray doesn't have people; he doesn't have an agent. Or right? Yeah, he, yeah. he, he, there's an eight hundred number, and I guess <laughs> I he. I guess the the whole thing with Bill Murray is he. Does this these things, uh, I guess it's described as he wants to wake people up sort of out of the routines of ordinary life of where you're just one day is blurring into another by, you know, waking them up with something unusual and extraordinary to get them to have this like, hey, this is this is interesting. Life can be exciting and thrilling if you just take risks, do say yes to the world instead of just, you know, going through the motions of living, you know do unique and extraordinary things So yeah it's it's not a great documentary there's not like a big overarching you know piece with the you know there's not a do we get to talk to bill murray they try to set that up but it, it doesn't really matter to me it was more about the impact that you know this encounter with Bill has had on these people how it's changed their lives. You know, one guy who's yeah, in a croaky right. bar, karaoke bar, and then Bill's there. Um, so yeah, that's my Bill. Murray did they talk
1: about? Did they talk to the French fry guy? The French that was fry. guy? That's always my favorite story. <laughs> so I don't think they get the some, French some guy. Some guy was sitting in a fast food restaurant just eating his food. Bill Murray walks in and sits down with him, grabs some French fries and eats them, and then looks at him and says, "Nobody's ever going to believe you," and then walks out. <laughs>
2: they talk about the nobody's ever going to believe you like yeah there's one guy who's like in the restroom and suddenly somebody walks up behind and puts their hands over the guy's eyes as he's going to the bathroom and (laughs) whispers in his ear no one's ever going to believe you and the guy like looks and it's bill murray so (laughs) they yeah they they there's the um, engagement photo couple because i guess bill murray owns a like minor league baseball team and i think it's uh south carolina so he's often i think it's raleigh maybe i don't know i don't know my geography that well uh but so he's in this small he's there a lot so a lot of these things will will be there or uh like i said there's a lot in in austin like south by southwest if he happens to be there so um yeah it's you know one guy you know saw bill at you know i think it was a, a baseball game there for the team that he owns and it was his like grandmother's birthday he's like bill can we get a you know a and I get a photo with you for my grandmother. It's his birthday. And Bill looks at me and is like, well, why don't we just sing happy birthday to your grandmother? And it's like gets all these people to sing happy birthday. And it's, (laughs) I, What I get from it is Bill is trying to take it from being seen as like a commodity of like, oh, let me get a picture with you and turn it into like a legitimate human experience. Like, well, what, what does a photo do? Why is that a birthday present? What do you do on people's birthday? You sing happy birthday to them. So let's do that. Yeah. Uh so it's, it's I think cool. he's trying to flip the celebrity of I don't want to be seen as something you're using but I'm going to interact with you as an actual human being. So, yeah, it was it was I I really enjoyed that insight into what he's doing and why. Um like I said it's it's entertaining, it's not a, you know, thrilling edge of your seat documentary of like will they meet him but more about what's he doing with his his celebrity and how is he sort of enriching people's lives and getting them to you know
1: live more fully i guess i love it when because i mean bill murray is not the only person who does that sort of stuff but he certainly is the one who seems the quirkiest and so gets a lot of news for it but i just love when those sorts of stories hit because i think it's just it's it's just a random little thing in people's lives but there's you know and you know i don't want to put too much on celebrity and all that but yeah it's just it's just kind of a, a Cool thing when somebody just stops and takes that moment. Who is like such a hugely recognizable person? Uh, takes a moment to kind of recognize you. Yes. Kind of like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. We're all people. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. A, Very cool. Have any Bill Murray news on Groundhog Day? I don't, but I should okay. watch that movie. I always. Yeah question if if it's if my kids are old enough for it i know there's a few scenes i'm like eh, eh, i'm not quite sure uh,
2: yeah yeah that's yeah that's sort of uh yeah he's a
1: little bit of a horn dog for yes for a few, a yes few, <laughs> a few lifetimes
2: yes that's that's true so yeah a little age appropriate <laughs> yeah con- considering but it's uh, yeah, still still a classic and that's that's from what like 92 91 93 93? Oh, so, what is that? Yeah. 20, 25, 20, 26 six years? Oh, my gosh. Yeah.
1: Wow. wow. And it holds up so well. Yes. We've been debating, because um, I still have yet to see Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, we've been debating, speaking of kids, if if it's age appropriate for them. mm because I'm like, let's just take the kids and just make it easy. <laughs> we don't feel sitters and all this stuff. And, yeah. But we're, we're a little torn. Reading through, the, I think my daughter might be ready, but I don't know if my son is. But yeah. Um. But then my wife's like, "Well, I heard an ad on the radio. It's you can watch it at home now, and sure enough, you can buy it on on uh, oh yeah uh, streaming yeah. services. And mm-hmm. uh, so, so we went through the debate because it certainly is cheaper for. Uh, a family oh, yeah. for four to just buy it at home. Oh, yeah. Even though I'm like, well, I don't think I want to own it because you can't rent it online yet. Uh, it usually takes so another I'm, week or two to, before it's available for, for rent. Yeah. But it's, so I'm like, <laughs> well, I don't know if I want to buy it, but it is cheaper. But then I'm like, <laughs> I feel this is the one I hear. I need to see on the big screen because yes. of all the concerts and everything. Yeah. So I'm yeah. like, uh, you know what? I'll just f- f- figure out a way to go see it on the big screen.
2: Well, you do know um, if you're not a football fan, Uh, Tomorrow on Super Bowl Sunday, Harkins for Harkins Rewards members is offering like five dollar movie tickets for people that are not uh, interested, either that, you know, aren't fans of the teams playing or just don't care about sports. Uh, So they're offering they're
1: giving you an incentive to go out to the movies on Sunday. Uh, We just might do that. Yeah, because even if it's not that we still have yet to see Bumblebee and oh the kids will oh the kids will love
2: bumblebee you got to take him to that that one if it's, yeah is it still in theaters oh yeah oh okay oh yeah take
1: him to that that'll and be then there good was, time there was another kids movie um that i know my son really wants to see but i don't know if we're super excited about it but it's the kid who would be king that
2: yeah it's i don't know about that one i i keep hearing like different things like it, like tanked at the box office. But then I've heard that it, it's supposed to be good. I don't know. It's
1: one of those things. It's yeah. a kids' movie. They're probably gonna love it. Yeah. You know, it's and I'll probably roll my eyes. But, yeah. um, but at least you know I've got some Patrick Stewart to, to entertain me, and so you know it it could be fine. We'll yeah. see. But I, I have a feeling if we go to something for the kids, it's gonna be Bumblebee first. That would be my yeah. Pick. Oh yeah. Either that or go see Spider Man again. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Of course. What why not? Just yes, That's exactly. Exactly. Uh so uh let's see what uh, movie news. Should we talk uh, Marvel for a minute? Of
2: course. We got to have our we got to have our Marvel minute.
1: This is uh it's some pretty big news that you uh that uh, that hit this week, huh? Yes,
2: yeah, so I know last year everybody was talking about the whole Disney Fox uh merger but whenever these big you know buyouts happen there's always you know reviews that have to go on and is this going to create a monopoly all of these things and i guess yesterday i saw that the sec uh is gonna expected to not have issues with this and that the acquisition of 20th century fox uh by disney is expected to close by june so that would open up that all of those uh properties that have been whatever licensed to Fox being back within or available to the MCU.
1: Yeah, there are a a whopping number of characters that they'll be able to, uh, to play around with, which is exciting. I mean, it's uh, I know the MCU still has plenty of characters to pull from. It's not like they are uh, short any characters by any stretch of the imagination, but uh, it's, but it's a big list of characters that uh, that they did license to Twentieth Century Fox and have not been able to touch since then. Um, the big, well, I mean, one of the big ones is the Fantastic Four. We've seen several oh. uh, film adaptations yes. uh, of that story. That uh, you know they've been a little rough. I mean, there's there's goods and bads, but mostly they haven't worked. I would argue. Um. But that's that's a big one, and not just the Fantastic Four, but the, uh, the fact that all their villains come along, too. And that's, I think, for some people, a little more exciting, because the Silver Surfer certainly is an interesting one. One of the biggest is Doctor Doom, because not only has he been a great foil for the Fantastic Four, but, uh, I mean, he had a whole Avengers uh, series where he was the main villain in it, and that is certainly a potential option to uh, kind of take the Avengers down that road with Dr. Doom as the villain, which would be really interesting. Yes,
2: but that also gets us the X Men and Deadpool, and uh, yep. I mean, there's there's so much there, and th- with the success of let's uh, say relative success of you know Wolverine, X Men, uh, I wonder is there a need to, to to bring them in, or is that something that you're leveraging you know audience awareness? So again, you're you're just built, rather than bringing in a you know trying to redo you know fantastic four again just saying well we we know the x X x-men work people know it it's you know bringing in that audience again or the r-rated deadpool of bringing that you know in as a successful franchise that's just gonna just stack more money on top of the disney mountain of money that is out there uh but they've been you know they've proven they know how to handle these things so i think it, it creates a lot of unique and interesting opportunities
1: Yeah, especially because in the comics, um, Storm, who is in the X-Men storyline, she ends up having a relationship with Black Panther. She actually marries him um, Um, at uh, a certain point, and that would be an interesting thing to see. I mean, I think they've already set up an interesting love story for him. I don't think they necessarily need to go down this road, but it would be interesting to see her. And she's a really interesting character anyway that I've I've always felt that the X-Men films have never tapped into very well yes but i think she yeah. could do some pretty cool stuff um and uh and namor uh the submariner he is a um he was kind of uh, a uh, villain for the fantastic four i believe but now he can uh they can do more with him too so uh because he's had a lot of uh ups and downs with the comics so i don't know i think it's really interesting to see where it's going to go with all of this they're still not getting spider-man back but at least they have a good relationship with oh, yeah uh, sony so that's that's a good thing um yeah i think that uh it's exciting to see what they could end up doing with all of this
2: looking forward to the opportunities that they will
1: explore well should we talk trailers
2: Yes, because you know, interest I was just thinking about this as we were talking about the Marvel stuff of when you are leveraging existing properties, but perhaps new ways it makes me think of your trailer because your trailer is really, <laughs> really. I I I don't know how to categorize this because the way this is being presented is unlike anything yeah. I've really seen before. So go ahead, and tell us about your trailer.
1: It's uh, I'm I'm really curious about this one. Uh, I am talking about the trailer that just hit for Fast and Furious Presents Hobbs and Shaw, which is actually titled exactly that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, exactly.
2: Like, how do you do Fast and Furious without Vin Diesel? And how do you... But, yes, that that franchise grew enough that they started pulling in Jason Statham and Dwayne Johnson, and now... (laughs) Yeah, Hobbs and Shaw, this? here it yeah. is.
1: It's a spin-off and it it but it follows these characters as they are um this is several years after the events of the last film, um Hobbs who's a federal agent and uh, Shaw who is a, a mercenary um are forced to join forces to stop this threat from this this uh bad guy who uh, fantastically is uh portrayed by uh, Idris Elba. And even go so far as to say, I'm the bad guy. And he just totally plays it up. But he's like this genetically enhanced, uh, you know, cyber human type of thing, which looks really cool. Just the way that he's played. It's almost like this. they're creating this superhero yes, villain exactly. in this film. And I mean, <laughs> these films were all re- already over the top anyway, and I just love them for it. And so I'm really curious to see where they're taking this because it is kind of kicking it up to this strangely absurd level. But I'm really excited about it because I love the characters. I've really enjoyed them in the films once they uh, started uh, becoming a part of this universe around four, I think. And I I think that it's going to be... um, I, I think that there could be some strength to what's going on here because uh david and i never know how to say his last name leach Leich. he's at the helm of this um he uh, started as a stunt coordinator stunt man um and then second unit director and then um moved his way up to directing with john wick which was amazing and i loved that um along with uh, chad stahelski and uh, and then he went on to do atomic blonde which you know I didn't love as much but it's still just the stuff that he was doing in that fantastic and then of course uh, Deadpool 2 so he's he's had a really good run and uh, uh and I'm <laughs> really curious to see um where he kind of goes from here and what he's going to bring to the table with this project um Chris Morgan wrote it who's been involved in the Fast and Furious franchise since the third one um and uh has been doing a lot of other things like uh you know he did Wanted 47 Ronin The Mummy everybody's favorite uh as a producer um and yeah so I I don't know I just I I'm really excited and I I just don't know what to expect except for a wild crazy time
2: yes exactly <laughs> I you, <laughs> You went through everything I thought watching this trailer. Oh, this is interesting. Oh, it's a Fast and Furious movie that's not a... Fa- We're in the Fast and Furious cinematic universe now, which <laughs> right. I thought interesting. Then, Oh, okay, Idris Elba is the bad guy, and he's going to say that. Oh, my gosh, he's a superhero or supervillain. What are we doing? <laughs> Who's behind this? Oh, this is going to be a lot of fun, because Deadpool 2, Atomic... Yeah, handling yeah. the action, and then just the tone of a film that... I can see you not taking itself seriously, but handling that very well of knowing that it is ridiculous over the top action and fully embracing that. Um, oh my God. Just the, just, just the, that final bit in the trailer when they're, you know coming down the side of the building and the rock is just like falling onto guys that are you know rappelling down and jason statham's coming down in the elevator oh my gosh that tells me everything i need to know about this movie uh just ridiculous action but these guys are having so much fun i am looking forward to this being a big summer hit i believe is it is it coming out in the summer or is this early spring yeah, okay. it's, it's going
1: to release August 2nd this okay. summer. So it'll be a, uh, it will be kind of a later in the summer, but it is going to be hitting um, August 1st or 2nd, uh, depending on where you are in the world. But it's going to be a big one. I'm pretty oh, yeah. much looking forward to it.
2: It, it makes, uh, I, you know, took a break from the Fast and Furious franchise and I think I caught up, I don't think I saw the most recent one. Uh, I gotta go back. This makes me realize I gotta go back and catch up because they, they are fun. I think I binged them over. I think I checked them out from the library and watched like four (laughs) through seven, maybe, uh, like over a weekend and realizing, oh, it, it, it sort of reminded me of like binging the, the Star Trek movies where it's like. They're they're all pretty much the same. Oh no, you know the Enterprise is the only ship in the quadrant to save the universe, and they're going to go do something. And it's like, oh, there's there's lots of car chases that they blurred together. I don't know which one's which, but I know I had a really good time watching all of them. So this gives me a another you know excuse to revisit that franchise, update myself, and have some fun in theaters this summer. Looking forward to it.
1: Yep, it's good stuff. Good stuff. All right, what's your trailer? A uh, movie I'm
2: not looking forward to because it looks brutal, but that's sort of why I'm putting it here. Um, I said, my film may be more badass than yours, and you'd think, well, you've got Jason Statham and The Rock, how can that be? Uh, Well, when you have Olivia Wilde as a vigilante that is helping victims escape their domestic abusers. And this is sort of this dark, gritty, small indie film from uh, writer-director Sarah Dagger Nixon. And this is her first feature film. Uh, So I don't know. You know, this was at South by Southwest last year. Uh, It's going to be hitting theaters this March. But it just looks like one of these, you know, the exact opposite. Of Fast and so We're going to be yeah. brutally realistic. Uh, Olivia Wilde is, you know, I know first came familiar with her on the TV show House. Her career sort of had these these ups and downs. Uh, she does comedy, you know, so this is a very different role for her of something really dark. Um, it, it looks like. And so I'm I'm intrigued with where this film is going. I'm anticipating this being a future trailer rewind because I don't know that this is a movie that's unless it gets some big buzz. I see this one coming and going quickly because I don't see audiences like wanting to line up for this, but I see this as being a really potentially powerful film uh, taking on, you know, important issues of like domestic abuse and intrigued by the the arc her character is going to take in this. Um, But this did remind me for, for several years, I, always confused I can't explain it Olivia Wilde and Emily Blunt and I could never keep them <laughs> straight and I think the fact what the one thing that ha- that helped confuse them was okay Emily Blunt and and John Krasinski it's like okay this this actress and this this like TV comedian but Olivia Wilde is married to uh, Jason Sudeikis and another it's like oh it's, she's the, the actress that's married to that 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 goofy comedy guy and it was both of them and I just could never keep them straight now i can um but it was just there was that time there was there was a couple years where i was like wait isn't that the no wait other one so yes but uh march 29th so just around the corner a vigilante
1: it looks really interesting and i i do enjoy olivia wilde when she pops up in projects i haven't seen a ton of her stuff and i don't think i've ever seen her in anything where she's really like the lead i've seen her like in tron legacy uh um, yeah. her mm-hmm. uh you know things where it's, it's much smaller parts um i know she's done a much a larger variety of things but i just don't feel like i've seen her in a whole lot um but yeah this looks really cool i mean it just it and cool is I may mean, be the wrong word but just like the tone of it it has like this nice feel for like this dark uh, thriller that is going to be an interesting emotional ride watching olivia wilde's character as she's going through this and it and the trailer doesn't give you a lot of explanation as to why she's doing this what's going on but clearly there's some emotional element for her character because the way that she's kind of having her breakdowns and stuff it, i don't know yeah. it just it really uh piqued my curiosity and and this is something that after watching this trailer i'm like i i really want to see this it's the sort of film that Largely will probably be forgotten by the time awards nominations roll around, but just watching the trailer, it seems like Olivia Wilde could easily be a shoe-in for some awards if people find this film and it gets kind of the... uh reception that it would need for that sort of thing
2: yeah like i said in in march uh keep eyes out on maybe your smaller outhouse uh for this otherwise uh, i'm expecting to you know take you know jj through this this darkness again on a future trailer rewind because i know he loves it so
1: much when i do that to him right Uh, cool all right right. well i guess it's time (laughs) okay this so uh you gotta know when we put something on our (laughs) poll like coma movies uh because we were talking about rocky 2 this week and uh we did rematches coma movies and unusual training methods you know the people are gonna pick coma movies you just know it (laughs) the people have spoken though so (laughs) they they spoke
2: like the out of the gate like boom it's coma movies and then it never moved from there nobody's nobody's getting close to it yes exactly Uh, yeah and i thought nobody's gonna pick coma movies because they know and then i realized no they know that it's 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 not (laughs) not a deep well to go to but there's i i I sat down and i thought and thought i said okay let me think about okay when are characters in comas this is and then I'm like, well, I think it happens on TV more than in movies, you know, because in a TV show, you you know, yeah, put a character out of commission for an episode or two, put them in a coma. Movies, you Probably okay. happens in soap
1: operas all the all, time. All the
2: time, yeah. In a movie, why, why is somebody going to be in a coma? You're going to pay money for somebody to just lay there in a bed motionless? No, you're not going to do that, are you? I don't know. So I had to do some digging, but... I came up with a a pretty solid list, and because I wasn't sure if Pete was going to be here, I had to have some some backups, because I thought between the three of us, uh, okay, maybe there's a dozen movies, if we're
1: lucky, that are coma movies, so... Yeah, there's uh, uh, there's more than I remembered. Yes, exactly. I was like, oh, I forgot that there was a coma in that movie. Yes, (laughs) (laughs)
2: Well, I had forgotten there was a coma in Rocky too. So it's yeah. been
1: a while. So this was nice to re- revisit the, you know, movies with Comas. Oh, yes, indeed. Well, would you like to kick it off? Okay. I let's see. Where do I start? Okay.
2: I'm going to start with probably the the one that you could maybe argue, you know, whether it belongs on the list or not because the, the coma is an inciting event that happens prior to the movie, but because of the coma, the movie happens. So, And I am talking about true-life events, actually. So I'm talking about a oh. documentary in which a man was beaten into a brain-damaging coma by five men outside a bar, And as uh, after coming out of that coma, he began to build a scale World War II era town in his backyard. So everybody might say, oh, that's that Steve Carell movie. No, (laughs) this is the documentary. That's the true story called Marwin Call. This was in 2010. Uh, And so I put this on the coma list because that was really a key piece. If that had not happened, we would not have this very... Odd story and uh, welcome to Marwin sort of came and went. Um, I encourage people to to go see this documentary. I think it's out there on uh, Amazon Prime now. Uh, so it is available for streaming. I think that with the attention on the Steve Carell film, that they were trying to maybe get some attention for th- this original doc- documentary that it was based on. Uh, so that's my first comic movie.
1: Uh, that's one that I I had heard of it, but I never knew what it was about until the, uh, Robert Zemeckis movie, um, came out and I am, I still haven't seen it. I'm really curious okay. about it. I, I will end up eventually probably watching both of them, but, yes. um, one, because I, I, uh, watch everything Robert Zemeckis does, so. I'll add that to my list. But this one also because I hear it's just so much better. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I really do want to uh, give it a try one of these days. How long was he in a coma before he came out of it? Do you recall from the documentary? I do not. It's been several years since mm. I saw the
2: documentary. So I don't know how long he was in in the coma. No. You're asking, you're, okay, as, okay. you're asking me deep trivia.
1: <laughs> I know. Well, I was curious because, <laughs> yeah, because, uh, yeah, because I, for some reason in my head, I didn't think he went into a coma, but I think that's just based on the the story that he's, you know, I, I heard he got beaten, had brain damage. Okay. It's, and It's, uh, it left him to do this, so, uh,
2: nine yeah. days. Okay. Wikipedia says after nine days in a coma and 40 days in the hospital, he was discharged with brain damage that left him with okay. little memory of his previous life. So, yeah, so. Short, short gotcha. relatively short term, yes. Okay, okay. Is that well, is that a different list we have to have? Should we have rank order no, these in, in terms uh, of uh, how long was the coma? Of,
1: length of coma, <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, my, uh, my first choice is a film that I loved when it came out. It got nominated for Best Picture, a um, lot of uh, nominations, a lot of recognition. But it's one that kind of slipped away from my mind, and uh, I wonder why that is. I'm not sure if it's the quality of the film or just... It's just as one of those things, but it is uh, the descendants that Alexander Payne directed back in uh, 2011 with George Clooney as a, an attorney living in Honolulu who, um, uh, is dealing with his family and his, uh, a family trust, uh, that he's taking care of. And also a wife who is in a coma. She had had a, a boating accident and, uh, he has to go, uh, tell his daughter that the coma is irreversible and her living will says that her life support needs to be discontinued and when he tells his daughter this his daughter reveals that he was having an affair and it sends him into this kind of uh, whirlwind in the story and it's just it's just made for a really fascinating movie and um i like i said i'd largely kind of forgotten what happened but rereading the synopsis. I'm like, God, I really enjoyed that. I remember there was a lot of amazing stuff. George Clooney was fantastic in it. This is where the world met Shailene Woodley, who is wonderful. Uh, it's, it's a great, great film. And certainly is something that I now want to put back on my list because I just really love Alexander Payne. I think he's an amazing storyteller. Um, and so, and this, this coma is, uh, like I said, it's irreversible and it does end with them pulling the plug and, uh, and that's the end of uh, his wife. But, Fantastic film, The Descendants. My first pick. Yes,
2: and that's that's one that I had to be doing my IMDb keywords because when I think of that movie, I I remember George Clooney and you know his wife having the affair, but I forget she's in a coma. I because this is the challenge of you know memory if a character's in a coma, you don't really see them that much. You, you know, there's what do you, how integral is it to the story? There's no change for that character. So you're focusing on everything else of George Clooney running around Hawaii. um, And the, just the emotional journey he's on is what I recall about that movie. But I, I don't, I, I completely forgot about the, the, you know, the wife in the coma. I remembered, yeah, she was having an affair, but I couldn't remember if she like just left, Town, what was going on? Uh, right. But yeah, no. Again, this was one that uh, I remember enjoying, but yeah, had forgot had forgotten about. Uh, and I think that's the case with you know Alexander Payne. Great stories about human, I yes. don't know experiences, but yeah, they. I don't want to say they're forgettable because they are really powerful and moving, but they're they're sort of their unique thing. Uh, yeah, def- if people haven't seen this one, definitely uh, this is one worth worth checking out.
1: Indeed, indeed. Okay, All uh, right, what's, what's your next one?
2: Okay. So, uh, I actually, my next one has the, has pre-coma, during coma, and <laughs> after coma, and again based on a true story. This is uh, Kumail Nanjiani, uh true story of when he Met this woman. He was struggling to become a, a stand up comedian. He meets uh, this woman, and suddenly she gets sick and is put into a medically induced coma. Uh, and it's really about his balancing. His family wants him to 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 marry. Uh, dealing with her family, then her waking up from the coma and not recalling a lot of things, and the fact that he'd had this sort of all these experiences with what he's going through that she has no recollection of uh, being in the coma, and they had just gotten into a big fight. Uh, so he had sort of gone through this whole working through the, the conflict that she has no recall of. Uh, this is The Big Sick, an amazing movie. It was nominated for uh, Best Screenplay uh, last year. I think it flew under the radar, and it's an amazing movie that uh, people should get out and see. It's hilarious. You've got you know the stand-up com- comedy piece to it, but you've got this heart-wrenching drama about uh, arranged marriage, uh, all kinds of just great family moments in this one. And when I say family, not for the family to watch, but about the inner drama between families.
1: Yes. It was such a great film. And one that uh, it just, I, I think that it was great that people found it. And, um, but it's one that I'm just like, more people need to watch this movie. It just, it yeah. really had such an emotional heart to it. And uh, his character, just the way that the relationship developed with uh, her family was just, it was just beautiful. I mean, I really just fell in love with that film. Good choice. And I think it's so interesting that it is kind of based on this uh, real story. You know, yes. that's yeah that for me was like Wow that's what a what a crazy life i mean yeah. life is crazy anyway, so there <laughs> yes, it is yeah.
2: yes, what you got Andy
1: What's so next? for my my next choice um it's a film I haven't seen actually um in i don't know quite a long time, but i just uh i loved it it had so much heart and uh and humor and was very touching. It was uh, Ivan Reitman's uh, 1993 film, Dave, that is about a, a man named uh, Dave who he's uh, running an employment uh, a, a temp agency, but he has a side job of impersonating the president because he he looks awfully like the president, and um and then he's actually hired by the Secret Service to uh, make an appearance as the president which he finds out it's actually to cover up this affair that the president's having. But during that affair, the president uh, suffers a stroke and ends up in a coma. And then they ask this guy just to keep filling in for the president for a little while, because we can't leave it in the hands of the vice president. He's a little crazy. And and then the <laughs> film just kind of uh, spirals from there. But, uh, you know, this Kevin Klein. Uh just made this movie what it was. he was so great as this character who um is has to kind of all of a sudden pretend he's the president and the moment that always uh sticks with me is when he has his buddy Charles grodin uh, yes. come over to <laughs> to see if he can help him uh figure out the the books and he's just like, God, this is a mess. Uh, Oh, it's so funny! Uh, but Sigourney Weaver is the first lady. Uh, Frank Langella is in it. Uh, Kevin Dunn, Viggo Rames, Ben Kingsley is the VP. Just is a is a beautiful film. Uh, very touching, very heartwarming, with great characters, and uh, yeah, I I really enjoyed it, and certainly is another one that I need to add to my list for rewatching.
2: I have not seen this in such a long time Uh, yeah no that I was as you mentioned I was like oh my gosh Charles Groden handling the you know dealing with the the budget and everything Uh, just a (laughs) great moment yes oh yeah I had forgotten how much yeah this is one that I I hope holds up well
1: uh, I hope so, too. And I hesitate yeah. rewatching it. But yeah. I just remember the heart was so good. So even if I yeah. struggled now with some of the stuff that might be dated. Yeah, I feel like the heart will hopefully I'll still reconnect with.
2: Yes. Yeah, this. Yeah, because it's uh, yeah, this is one where it's like, OK, it is a little bit of like political satire with the whole, you know, Let's let's bring in like our our buddy the accountant to to work on the national budget, but then just the the politics of you know sort of like poking fun at the politics, but then also just Dave's arc, uh, yeah. through this story, yeah. Oh so yeah, Ivan Reitman, yes, always delivers. Yeah. Good That's stuff. Great. Yeah, good stuff. Okay. All right. Uh, this is it. There's a couple. There's a couple, and I uh, I'll just I'll I'll go with. I wanna say it's a guilty pleasure in our in our household. Um and this is this one's really spoilery, but the movie's been out it's been like 17, 18 years this movie's been out, so I, you know, don't want to I don't want to assume because I don't know that everybody's seen this film, but let me just say Tom Cruise and Cameron Diaz are in a car accident and one of mm-hmm. them ends up in a coma in Vanilla Sky, which I know is a remake, but it is one of the, like, few Cameron Crowe movies that I really, really enjoy, and I think it's because it's not something he wrote, uh, but this is, there's so many just moments that resonated with me in this movie. There's powerful moments the way things worked out. Tom Cruise, uh, just the arc his character takes in this. Uh, there, there was a lot of, uh, I, don't know, I guess we call it sort of stunt casting because I think it was he was shooting this around the same time he was working with Spielberg on Minority Report. And so his character in Villa Sky is like this, you know, huge, like media mogul. And so there's he's having his birthday party and Spielberg's there in the movie. And I thought, you know, it was just little clever timing moments that worked really well to, you know, create this world that he's living in of, you know, celebrity and power. Um but, yeah, there is a coma that's involved, and I don't want to give too much away about <laughs> yeah. this. Uh, but if you haven't seen it, I, I hope you will enjoy it. It is a, a, a unique film, uh, but that's my, my top coma movie.
1: It's one that I have always struggled with a little bit. It's, yes. um, it's based on the Spanish film Abre los Ojos, Open Your Eyes, um, which uh, they both have things going for them. They also both have things that just doesn't work for me. Yeah. But I do think uh, in either case, it is a um, it's an interesting uh, story, the way that it kind of unfolds and everything. You know, I I think that there's some some interesting stuff in there that's that does make it worth watching. I I don't think it's uh, I don't think they're uh, either case that I don't think they're perfect. but. But they make for uh, unique uh, storytelling experiences. So to that end, I'd say it's at least worth a shot to to give it a try and see what you think. I know I I rewatched it a few years ago because I did my Tom Tom Hanks marathon, or Tom Hanks, Tom Cruise marathon, where I rewatched every one of his films. And um, it held up a lot better for me the second time. The first time I was like, God, I hated that movie. Um, (laughs) The second time, I I wouldn't say that I loved it, but... I I think that the second time I was able to at least appreciate more of the things that uh, uh, that I kind of uh, glossed over the first time I was able to go, okay, you know, there's there's a few things in here that are worth uh, checking this movie out for. So, okay, all right. My uh, my final pick. I, I, I have such a big list, but. The one that I'm going to go with, uh, interestingly, I I found this article on the internet about comas in movies, and right. they were talking to a variety of doctors who have dealt with people in comas, and oh. they said there were only two <laughs> films that had a coma depicted in the film that they actually felt was uh, really kind of depicting a coma as it really is. One was the Dream Life of Angels, which I feel like I've seen, but. I can't, uh, I didn't uh, want to talk about it because I just don't know for sure. But the okay. other one is this film and it's Reversal of Fortune uh, from 1990, directed by Barbette Schroeder with Glenn Close, Jer- Jeremy Irons, Ron Silver. Uh, this story always has just mesmerized me. I, I think it's such an amazingly made film. Uh, and largely, it's because Jeremy Irons is just delicious as this. Oh. Uh, the, That's I, such I, a weird word to use. <laughs> somewhat, somewhat villainous character. He's well. Oh. He's so god. He just like yeah. I mean, he he is this just uh, wealthy. Um, creep. I can't remember what he is. He's a creep. He's he's a creep. Yeah, he's yeah. <laughs> he's, a creep. he's um, his wife is a socialite. This uh, yeah. you know, uh, Glenn Close. Um, he's this, he's like an aristocrat. He's just like this rich guy who's just, um, you know, they're, they're always having parties and stuff and they've, they've got their separate lives and, and, uh, you know, he, she knows that he's, he's got his uh, little women that he sleeps with and vice versa. And it's that, that sort of life that I just have never (laughs) been a part of. That is such a strange way to have a relationship with a spouse. But after a party. She falls into an unexplained coma, and uh, she was uh, a diabetic, and it was a diabetic shock that she had, and subsequently, he is charged with attempting to murder her by giving her an overdose of insulin. And it goes through this big trial, and uh, Alan Dershowitz uh, defends him, and uh, initially, he's convinced he's guilty, but eventually he kind of comes around and and defends him and uh and he's let off and it's it's such a great story and it has this fantastic post credits moment where he comes in to buy some insulin into this shop at the very end and just you know just kidding and he gives a wink to the the lady who's looking at him in shock it's so funny uh that last bit but it's it's such a good movie and it's absolutely worth watching if for no other reason than performances, so that's my final pick.
2: I should have—I that one I completely forgot about because then I could have had my three real-life coma stories. Right, you could have. I could—I totally missed this one. There's, see, there's so many more out there because I, yeah, it, 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 I had forgotten about this movie until you mentioned it, and it, Jeremy Irons is so amazing in this, and um, yeah, I remember. Seeing this and just being, uh, just a what, such a well constructed story. It's this just to me. It's one of those courtroom drama type ones where it's all the like detective work you know behind it and figuring out what's really going on. Just put together so well, so compelling. Uh, yeah. Oh, perfect way to end this list.
1: Yeah, good stuff. Did you have any uh, uh, backups you want to rattle off?
2: Uh, well. Uh, it, of course you know you got uh Sandra Bullock while you were sleeping yeah you know that and then uh I was trying to build like a a sci-fi list because then I had uh I don't know if you ever saw back in was it like 2001 uh and I sort of applied this Kevin Spacey rule and didn't want to put it on there but K-Pax uh which oh, was oh I
1: didn't remember a coma being in that movie uh
2: at the very end of that one because he says he's gonna leave and go to his planet or whatever and um they come into his room and he's like under the bed comatose uh, so he okay. is he has you know then it's like well he left his body you know his mm. spirit went to k Pax or whatever it's like or was he just crazy and you know yeah, right right okay, type of thing that. so yes but uh so those are my
1: those were my my backups yeah just in case well i had uh, speaking of sci-fi i had the cell as a potential option on my see list. i've Cause... never
2: never seen that one it's not great, and that's yeah. why I didn't want to... It was just a backup <laughs> as a just-in-case, but yeah. it was
1: visually stunning. Oh, yeah. Uh, of course, another sci-fi is Face Off. Where's there a coma in Face Off? He falls into a coma. That's that's the whole setup, is is he falls into a coma, so that's why he steals his identity to go into the jail, but then he oh. comes out of it and steals his other... They reverse steal yeah, identities. Sure.
2: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I haven't seen that in forever, so okay. <laughs> Sure, and then yeah, and then of <laughs>
1: course there's Kill Bill Volume One, and oh Insidious. yes, yes, so I haven't th- seen those Insidious. Are my other ones. okay,
2: all right, more coma movies out there than we thought,
1: yeah, exactly. Oh wait, so nope. we've got uh, Rocky, Rocky three, three coming up. We've got uh, the death of a, uh, of a of a beloved character.
2: Is he really a beloved character?
1: Yeah. He's—he is because he's Burgess Meredith.
2: <laughs> I was gonna say, listening to you guys talk the yeah. first two, it's not like because I—I remember seeing it, you know, being you know, a, you know, sort of young teenager and seeing this, and it's like, ah, oh, death of a, but then, yeah, it's his coach and mentor, but that relationship wasn't really. It's, developed it's never fleshed, developed very fleshed well. It's, it's not like yeah. oh it's not it's not like Luke losing Obi-Wan, you know. It's just like no, yeah, yeah, here's this crotchety old guy that yelled at him and made him chase chickens and whatnot, and that's <laughs> come come on, Rock, you gotta get in there. And that's it. Yeah. But uh yeah, it's it's portrayed for for that. So yeah, I mean yeah, sure. loss of but, a, but but and we can well. narrow it
1: down even further by saying death death of a of a beloved character in a sequel. <laughs> because no. <laughs> you have to build yeah. up to them, yeah. Yeah. only so to have tr- them die. That's true. Okay, sure. I think sure, I well. think that's uh, I think that gives a, a little more okay. variety with that list. Okay, because otherwise, I mean, you could just yeah. pick. You know. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Tons of movies. Yes. Okay. All so right. We've got. Um, let's see. We've got uh, Hulk Hogan popping in as Thunderlifts, Thunderlifts. Something. Oh my gosh. With wrestlers. Wrestlers. <laughs> Who do yeah? Wrestlers. Wrestlers, wrestlers as actors. If we could do that that's an interesting. Because list. because
2: because wrestling is real and so it's really <laughs> challenging for them to act in a movie. Uh I don't know that there's a lot out there for that one but I I know a couple names that come to mind.
1: But. We could we could fill our lists with uh Dwayne Johnson films. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh and then you got Mr. T. Uh yeah, Mr. T. That, that's that's a tricky one. I'm not sure uh Yeah. I mean, really, he was more known for TV after, right? After this, I wonder if we could do like. I'm, I don't I'm know. thinking it's... about
2: the the nature of the rivalry, or the you know the it, to have you know clubber like as the you know antagonist, but it's he's really sort of like the the foil character to to Rocky. It's not that it's you know the it, it it's the character that pushes Rocky to sort of like rediscover his you know who he is because this whole like fame thing is he's become this like he's lost focus he's lost the eye of the tiger Andy. he's (laughs) lost the eye of the tiger and it's this fight that's going to bring him back to his roots right of like this is you got to get back to this so it's it's really not like mr t's the bad guy and i you know it's he's the guy that is pushing our hero to become you know back to who he is it's not like you got to beat Mr. T because he's, he's evil. It's like, it's not like Clubberline doesn't deserve it. It's, yeah. it's you know,
1: it's, so I don't So is know. that, does it would that only work in sequels then?
2: Yeah, that probably does. Yeah, we're going to get into this where it's like the, you know, the, the hero getting, you know, I don't know, rediscovering their identity or I don't know. Yeah, that, if we're going to be dealing with a lot of that stuff now. Yeah, I, think. I know. Because, I mean, come on, we got, we're only on three and you've got well, how many more to go?
1: We've got five, five more. more. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff with yeah, sequels. Yeah, we always run into this when we do these yeah. big series. Yeah. Just wait till we hit our Robin Hood series. <laughs> That's oh, like man. the same story over and over again. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but please tell
2: me you're not doing eight Robin Hood movies, are you? You're not doing
1: <laughs> uh, it. It's going to be quite a list. It'll be quite a list. <laughs> okay. All right, so sequels with... Um, uh, uh, it's it's less of a villain but it's more yeah. of just the antagonist who is how do you say that it's, it's I don't know, pushing it. the i don't know is it, or is it the hero
2: rediscovers his roots okay it's sort of like you know you how how do you keep yeah. the the franchise going you've got to, you've got to reboot you know in, yeah. in a certain way of like bringing back to who yeah he is. i mean yeah.
1: he definitely has the scenes in this one where he's um, is this? He's, it's, his training is bonkers. Yeah, where all the press right. is there, and he's kissing girls between, or letting them kiss him between right. flexing. And is yeah. this?
2: Is this the one where? Because ah, it's been a while since I've. Is this one where he's? They've got the little like robotic servant, no butler in the house. No, No. Nope, that, <laughs> that must be Rocky be, Four. That must be Rocky Four. Because I just remember this. I was like this is ridiculous oh, yes. this is this is nobody has this i don't care how wealthy. nobody's got this weird robot butler thing there okay, will it's... be
1: conversations had about <laughs> okay. the robot okay leave you me <laughs>
2: okay uh well and i then, like the
1: hero rediscovers his roots I think okay that's a, yeah. okay and so we've got we've got that so, so got deaths got, of beloved heroes and sequels, and sequels. Yeah. wrestlers in film Okay, and heroes read the hero rediscovering his roots. Okay, there his we go. Her, his or her roots. There we go. Okay, I think that yep. that'll give us something that'll to work do with. It. Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, good, fantastic. Well, uh, as always, Steve, it's been a wonderful conversation with you this fine Saturday morning. Yes, yes, it has. It's been a fine Saturday morning. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Back to our whisper voices. Back to our whisper voices. This is the ASMR satman.
1: Well, have a great rest of your week and uh yeah uh, thanks to all of our wonderful patrons for supporting us we really appreciate it and uh until next time folks hello <laughs>